You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano, and today we're talking about something super timely. We are going down the Black Friday promotion road. You know, how to build out your Black Friday promotion. I'm joined by uh, Maureen Mwangi, who is a brand growth strategist. Uh, she's worked with some of America's most beloved brands like L'Oreal and Shabani and Dove. And we really dive into what are the things you need to think about before, you know, the pre-work before your promotion. But what I love is that Maureen is such a data-driven strategist, and she gives us some really great tips and insight on what we need to be doing immediately after the promotion. So um, we're going to be talking a lot about ideas and how data drives growth strategies. I mean, that's something that's her zone of genius. You know, she works with different clients now in her firm, Startword Consulting, where she takes product-based entrepreneurs and she teaches them these sales and marketing strategies um, that they need to, you know, use to grow to scale. Um, but they're all data-driven. I love that, you know, like, gosh, if we could all just look at the data, it's so crystal clear what we should be doing is our next step. So she brings a really great perspective to us at this time and to really be thinking about what we need to do before and after we run a Black Friday promotion. So today, the long game is plan out your Black Friday. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The long game is my approach to business, the actual day in and day out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. All right, welcome everyone. I am so excited for today's conversation, and it is a, such a timely topic to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Black Friday and getting ready for the holiday season as it approaches. You know, I always have clients who want to do some sort of promotion around Black Friday. And my guest today, Maureen Mwangi, is a specialist at sales and marketing strategies. And she's going to walk us through getting Black Friday ready. So welcome, Maureen. Thank you, Sandra, for having me. I'm so excited to come here and just have a conversation and share the insights and knowledge that I have. Awesome. Yes. And, you know, I want to talk about where you started because we've got a similar background with some corporate stuff. So you have worked for some of the top consumer product brands, you know, as a growth strategist, brands like L'Oreal and Chobani and Dove. Like, I love the lessons that we get from our corporate time, even though, you know, we are now somewhere else. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your background, what you did for these brands and what lessons you have taken from your time there. Oh, awesome. So just before I talk about how I got into the big brands, I always like to tell people where I started. So I grew up in Kenya where entrepreneurship was not the norm. In fact, my parents, both my mom and dad were the only entrepreneurs I knew. 
And as a little girl, I was always fascinated by the discussions they always had around product strategies at the dinner table every single night. So as I got older, I really became acutely aware of the financial freedom business ownership afforded my family, along with the access to more opportunities. So And I also really understood the fact that the secret to my parents' business was because of the reputable, trustworthy product-based brand they had created, because Mm -hmm. others were taking shortcuts and selling commodities on the cheap, but my parents really focused on developing a reputation that was unparalleled in the Kenyan market. And this curiosity drew me to understanding what does it lead to build breakout brands and how do the big brands in the U.S. really continue to maintain their market share and the awareness. So. Because of my curiosity, I left Kenya, decided to come over to the U.S., pursued a master's degree in business analytics. Then that's when I got into the corporate brands that we talked about. First of all, worked with Nielsen, a market research agency, which exposed me to- Oh my gosh, that is so intriguing. Yes. So I worked with Nielsen, a market research agency, got exposure to- L'Oreal, Giovanni, Maybelline, Pfizer, Bear, you name it, all the brands on the East Coast. And then now I pivoted over to PepsiCo under the Frito-Lay brand, where my role was to really work on brand strategy and really using data and insights to drive multi-million dollar growth. So how do they continue maintaining their share, but also understanding what the consumer wants so they can constantly become agile and produce snacks and products that people are willing to consume. That's literally how, that was my entire corporate experience. So talk about the entire gamut of product positioning, packaging, communication, advertising, design, you name it. I did the entire thing. I love it. And you know, I, I immediately thought about like, just that pressure of what's next. I mean, you are all about finger on the pulse of what is, you know, what you're projecting Mm -hmm. to happen so that you can be that breakout product. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's funny you said that because one of the questions you asked me was what is it that you, that I learned from corporate that has inspired me Mm -hmm. or motivated me in my business is just understanding how it's important for you to be always on top of your game and on your feet, because like COVID happened last year, think about the influx of businesses online. Like it's yeah. a matter of what do I need to do right now to, con- to continue being relevant five to 10 years from today? The same questions we are asking ourselves as small brands, big brands are doing that because they also have ankle buyers, right? The emerging brands, they call them ankle buyers. Mm-hmm. So, so they're constantly <laughs> fighting share with them. So that's yeah. one thing that I learned and I still applied into my business today. And I tell my clients the same thing, like just don't get comfortable, but also get really smart at knowing what your customers want, because that's what they do. And knowing where they are. Yes. I mean, you know, I think you touch on a very important subject of we don't have to be everywhere, but sometimes just having a little permeation. I mean, I talked about this with a client this week. I said, maybe after like Facebook and, um, or Instagram went out, I was like, maybe we should have another platform set up on the ready. Mm-hmm. If it ever just goes out for a week, mm-hmm. how are you going to connect with your group or your whatever? Like we have everyone's email. Maybe we could, you know, yes, just a backup, like those kind of things to just have a little something set. So you're not starting at zero, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. So I love that whole piece. I could talk for days about, you know, what we learned from our corporate background from just the 
the hierarchy of how corporate is structured mm -hmm. and how that you have to be a certain person to, to maneuver inside of it to mm -hmm. get what you need done. So there's a lot of interpersonal lessons as well as strategic lessons, mm -hmm. like you just told us. So, mm -hmm. And also really tell the uh, one thing I want to tell people to, to never forget is just because you're small doesn't mean you're not potent. And I say this because it's so much easier for us to test ideas, put it out into the market and get feedback. While in mm -hmm. corporate, one idea is probably six to 10 years in the making. Like the, right? the, the bureaucracy, the feedback you have to go through, the hoops, the, it's such a bureaucratic space. And as small business owners, I just love the fact that we can easily get insights and data on an idea we have within six to 12 months. And we can pivot oh, yeah. so fast. And you don't even have to go into full production. You can just yes. say, here's a piece, here's a test, mm -hmm. here's a taste mm -hmm. of it. The flexibility, and I say this because when I work with entrepreneurs, you've probably seen this, we really want to be picture perfect. We want to follow a certain plan. We want to follow a certain um, routine. But I want everybody to understand that you being flexible is literally your strongest link. Awesome. Yeah, and, and it also helps you as a business owner to know that what path you want to take or what road you want to go down mm -hmm. instead of spending all this time developing it and then being like, I'm here, I hate this. Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of like, oh, I'm getting a taste or I'm able to adjust it along the way by some of the feedback that you're getting exactly from your audience. Yes, and enjoy that, embrace that because that's one thing I never had, but I truly love during my season of business right now. And I empower people to have that too. That's awesome. And what are some of the, I mean, I guess we'll talk about this as, why don't we just hop in actually to Black Friday? Because I was just going to ask you something. I'm like, I'll just mm -hmm. take it over there. So let's talk Black Friday. I mean, it is a unique time of year especially this year because of all the supply chain issues. And, you know, maybe it's even more important to be ready this year, you know, get ready sooner. So you're on it. So I have a few questions though. Like, should all entrepreneurs be doing Black Friday sales? Personally, no. And I say this because every business, every brand has its own strategy and you need to understand what is your strategy and how do you play in the market? So yes. if, you're, if you're number one, if you're coming in as a value premium high-end brand, think about the perception you will have when you do a discount, when you run yes. a, a deep yes. discount. That is going to be A, confusing to, them, to the audience, and B, customer who's already bought you will be like, I thought you were high-end, then you're doing this very deep discount. So to answer your question, not all brands do, you need to understand what role is your business and your brand playing? If you're value-based, there are really other ways to do promotions other than deep discounts. Mm -hmm. And I say this because during Black Friday, consumers have been conditioned to expect and see deeper discounts than normal. Right. So your offer should be a discount, not just a buy one, get yes. this free yes. thing. Yeah. Buy one, get this free thing. So if you look at the market, it's usually more around the holiday. Yes, exactly. Around right. December. Like you will notice a lot of brands do during the Christmas, during New Year's. They do that or during the, the year round. But Black Friday has this notation of deep discounts. Think about the lines at Best Buy. Yep. I you know, agree. You know, right. so, if, totally, you're not, so totally. if you're not doing that, 
nobody will be incentivized to come to your business. Why spend now oh, when so, it can get you know, to And there's year. a lot of noise out there too. So, I mean, that's, that's one of the things I've said to my clients, like think about Black Friday as part of your whole year plan. Don't just think about, I mean, yeah. you hear this and you're just like, I should do a Black Friday. Maybe double think that, like have it be part of your whole year plan because where does it fit in yes. into your overall yes. strategy? Because also to answer your double question, the products you put on Black Friday should have a strategic reason behind on your business. What do I mean? Use Black Friday as a period in time where you want to get rid of inventory that is probably still or inventory mm-hmm. that's just about to expire. Great. Because that's that's the period in time where you can move volumes fast at a deeper discount because you know that at the end of the day, I'm just eliminating this inventory that's just been sitting here for two years now. And I think you can also use it as like an introduction to your brand, some ways to say, hey, get in on this. And now throughout the year, you have them as an audience to sell to for other products. But then also people have to understand that when you price sensitive audiences do not exhibit brand loyalty. So don't expect them to be the same people who will buy your product when it's a complete full value based price. price. Right. Totally. You know, and it's funny that you bring that up because it is the um, the Groupon idea, right? Like, yes, you always hear from the yoga studios, like I've got all these Groupon people, but then they just go to the next uh, discount yes. offer studio, and they don't really do brand loyalty. So that's a great point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, can you know all different products have it? Can you do? We know you could do physical products for mm-hmm. Black Friday, definitely digital products, that makes sense. What about like services and things like that? If people are service providers, how do you feel about creating a special promotion for Black Friday? Be very careful how you play that because you'll have to also speak to your existing customers who didn't buy you at a deeper discount if it's the same service. Right. You know, awesome. and, and I'm great you said that because a lot of people really focus on customer acquisition, but we do forget retention. Mm-hmm. And the people you have right now, your reten- your, ret- your retention clients are the ones who will spend more on your business. So make sure you're not jeopardizing that relationship, whether you sell physical, digital, or service. Right. And I, I actually bought something last year. And why I asked that question about like, oh, it's a way into your product or service or into your world, so to speak. I bought something at Black Friday and later so that happened and then later on in the year early or in the earlier into the beginning of the year i joined the membership site like i became that customer like that was the path of way in so i think you know it didn't mean that i wasn't i was buying retreats or mm-hmm. anything like that but i did become a loyal customer from my entry point at black friday yeah, that's that's a good way of doing it. But also, I think for you, you you went in with the intention. Maybe you wanted to work with her or work with right, that right. person. And a lot of people are not smart, are not aware, you know. So you have to understand like the audience. Some people just want to get this thing on the cheap, put it on the shelf, and never open it. But others are like, how do I get a taste into your service? Right, right. Very good. So okay, not so much services, or or you know, be careful about the services and yes. how you do that then. And of course, big for products. And I love, you know, you really have a 
a stronghold on the the physical product piece. So, you know, you know how to move that stuff. So like, so give us, let's, let's hop into some of the basics of like, you know, what's your setup of a Black Friday promotion? So your setup of a Black Friday promotion is, first of all, first things first, understand when you want to execute during the Black Friday season. Are you just going to do one day or are you going to do the entire weekend? That's mm-hmm. number one, understanding so the, when, the timing. The second thing is understand what products you want to display over Black Friday and why are you choosing those products? And I say that because for many of us in the physical space, you're literally going to finish Black Friday and jump into Christmas. Yeah. So, so the product segmentation has to be very clear for you. And my recommendation is use Black Friday to probably get rid of stock that hasn't moved or stock mm-hmm. is just about to expire in the next six to eight months if you feel like your marketing plan is very slow. The third thing now is building your pre-launch campaign and your actual campaign during the season. So this, this podcast I'm going to use, let's say you're just doing three-day Black Friday sales. So during the week of Thanksgiving, two weeks before that, you need to start seeding into your audience what's coming mm-hmm. up. Like you literally need to be like, the holidays are coming up. This is what's going to, to be present. The second week- Do you tell them that you're doing a sale? You tell you announce that something new is coming up. We have new um, new products right. in, in the watch pipeline. Out. Watch yeah. out. <laughs> then now in the second week, this is this, this because I really love taking care of best customers and loyal customers. Expose your loyal customers to what's coming up and tell them I'm giving you an early access. You've spent over X in my business and awesome. we have this coming up. I want to give you the first sneak peek. Buy it right now before we open it up to the market the following week. So if you look at my marketing plan, you're already getting money from your top customers the week before. Then you open it up into the general awesome. market. Then the other right, and that mm-hmm. that message can also be there's limited stock. Exactly, as well. there's limited supply, so we're going to move through this. You get first access. Exactly. Then now the second week. Now we're talking about Thanksgiving is Thursday, so Monday Tuesday. Now telling people, watch out, look out for your emails, look out for your social campaigns. We're literally opening up doors on Wednesday. Then Wednesday, you can have the first like like first access, really want to jump in. You could even say on Wednesday, you have 25% off. Then on Friday, it goes back to like 20 or just you can decide how you want to segment it. Because many people don't buy on Thursday during the day. They buy out at night and Friday because people right, are eating. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And there's the preparation and time with family yes, and all yes. of that. So. And then on Friday, open up the doors every single day. If you're using email campaign, send two different emails, one in the morning, one in the evening, and then close the doors on Sunday, period. And then there's no more follow-up emails after Sunday, like a hard, because I've had some people, I mean, you know, they extend it. There are a lot of people, I mean, as a consumer, you get worn down. Yes. From the pre yes. to the all week through following week. Yeah, just stop it on it's Sunday. Honor your word, start prepping for Christmas. Because literally you're going to start Christmas a week later. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, right, because everybody, right. <laughs> I mean, you're literally starting Christmas like the Monday, yes. actually, because yeah. everyone's already in shopping mm-hmm. mode anyway. Mm-hmm. And then also, if you continue marketing on Monday, you're competing now with the Amazon deal. Nobody's going to pay attention to you. Everybody's busy scooping everything on Amazon Prime. Oh my gosh, totally. (laughs) 
<laughs> totally. That is such an interesting, and, and now all of the big boxes do that, yeah, right? Yeah. There's a Walmart one, a Target one. Mm-hmm. They've all kind of, you know, competed there. It's interesting though, because, you know, we didn't talk about this too much, but like, what about any collaborations or things? Like, do you ever have people connect? I mean, I mean, I guess that could just be your post Black Friday where you yeah, maybe do I prefer, collaborations for holiday and yes, things exactly. like that. I prefer collaborations on a period outside of Black Friday. You know, I think you get more genuine buyers. You get people who are actually interested in what you're offering outside of a deep discount. Right. You know what? You're so right because you're making me think as you talk like, you know, Black Friday is really about the frenzy, right? It's just like, okay, boom. So, you know, letting people know ahead of time, notifying them so they could get in on it. Boom, boom, boom. It's quick and it's over kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. interesting. All right. So let's talk about, you know, I love that you're data driven and you really look at metrics because to me, that's, you know, that's how I work with my clients. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let, this happened. Now let's look mm-hmm. because that's where client retention comes in. That's where all of that customer, you know, you analyzing that customer data, you can see what's really happening. So let's talk about how you measure and evaluate the success of a Black Friday promotion or what are some of the things you look for as a you know brand strategist? So when I'm evaluating the success of a promotion, the first thing I'm always looking at is First of all, did you hit the the goal? Like, well, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to get rid of 50 products, did you get rid of 50 products? If so, amazing. If not, what missed? Then we start looking at the reach. How many people were- Oh, and let me interrupt you on that first. So do you set product goals of Mm -hmm. amounts or product goals of dollars? Depends on the client. The clients mm-hmm. who are more motivated by the revenue number, the clients who are more motivated <laughs> by the inventory moving, know your audience. A lot of my <laughs> audience, because they sell physical products for them, it's like, I need to sell a hundred of these, mm-hmm. right? Rather than saying I need, because that could be a hundred times a hundred is 10,000. I need to sell 10,000 feels big for them versus a hundred. So it depends right. on your person. So for me, because I think about it, I ask also because sometimes there's multiple products, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. not everything's at the same price point. So mm-hmm. I'm curious just in the goal setting piece, because I do believe that, you know, you've got to set a goal yes. for yourself or else you're just out there. Like it doesn't really matter. Even if, you know, yes. like there's, there's got to be some sort of benchmark that you're mm-hmm. trying to beat. Absolutely. So the first thing is looking at, did I hit the goal? Then now that's from a product or a sales standpoint. Now we get into the lead metrics, like what went into that in order for mm-hmm. us to think about what were your platforms? If you did email marketing, what emails had the highest open rate, what emails had the highest click through at what time and which day? Oh, so good. And looking at the times. Yes. Because, you know, that we look at for our social, right? Because it's easy to go on Instagram and be like, insights, when are people Mm -hmm. on? But so are you saying then that you would vary the times if you looked at your data next time and say, hey, I sent to my audience at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. I should send at 11 a.m. and 9 p.m. Absolutely. In fact, even how we build campaigns is you send them at different touch points because you want to touch people at different different times of the day, right? So if you're doing an early access, you want to make sure that your email is the first thing they see when they open their email inbox. So of course you're going to send it either super early, 6 a.m., 8 a.m. 
If you're doing the main Black Friday sale, you have to literally open it up after dinner. When everybody's done, they're driving back home or they're sitting and watching TV, you know? So you have to really be strategic. And that's why the times are important, the subject line, and also what email drove the most revenue. Because how you're writing the the emails- So good, so good. How you're writing the emails varies. Maybe one will be more uh, lifestyle, one will be more hardcore selling, one would be more of how-to. So you want to see what is it that drove the audience to actually buy from that. That's the email side. Yeah, it's so interesting too, because, you know, when we talked about fatigue before, like you can start out maybe with a longer email. Like it's just interesting because you have to weigh your audience and who else they're getting emails from or communications from as well. And think about, you might not want to do the longest one on the end because they're kind of like, hey, just tell me, tell me at this point. Exactly, because (laughs) especially the last one has to be quick and easy because think about Mm -hmm. the emails we all get from the places you've subscribed. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's a lot that you, I mean, we all do it, right? Just delete, 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 like, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's overflow. So, Mm -hmm. oh, and so subject lines, like that is really so important Mm -hmm. for this. Like, I mean- you're just compete. It's so competitive. So just so looking on your phone of what you're going to open based on that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's why. I so do you say? Yeah, go ahead. Tell us what you recommend. Reach out to your best customers before they all get bombarded with everybody else. Like right. Scoop, Give them the scoop, heads up yeah. so they know. Scoop your money before they start picking and choosing. Do I want to spend a hundred here or do I want to spend a hundred there? So smart because everybody's already thinking that, right? Like we're all doing the pre-sell. So when you, when you're evaluating, so like you literally make a spreadsheet, right? Like it's, it's a spreadsheet. And I say this because your next Black Friday, you should not be reinventing the wheel. (laughs) Like you should not be reinventing. It's a copy and paste with some fine tuning. Love it. Well, you know, once you have that spreadsheet pull, you know, you can just pull it back out and tweak what needed to be. I mean, and that's something where, you know, so now we're on year two, right? You are starting a few weeks early, but you're even backing out two more weeks early to look at your spreadsheet and what you need to tweak and change. So if there's any emails you need to rewrite or times you need to skew, things like that. Mm -hmm. So, but you're really setting yourself up. Yeah, you're setting yourself up and you're giving yourself a chance to pause and come and do the audit. And come and sit down and analyze what worked, what didn't work, because we're always moving on to the very next thing. Right. We even talked about it. Let's talk about the audit a little bit, because mm-hmm. we even said like, ha ha ha, Christmas starts the next day. Mm-hmm. So like, how is someone, what do you recommend? Like just a coffee in the next morning and just sit down and look at everything and track? Like give just- yourself a, give, give yourself um, a week, first of all. that week is not the week you're supposed to be planning for Christmas. (laughs) Like Christmas should already be in place. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You should have already set set it up. So take a, give yourself a week break, get out of your regular work environment. Like if you want to go to a co-working space, you can go, if you want to go to Starbucks, just sit down and ask yourself what worked for me? What didn't work? What do I need to improve on? What else do I want to add on? to make the next one much better. That just do the strategic part, face value before you get into the metrics. And then just have it on a basic Word document and you'll come up with the insights and ideas of 
my next promotion, this which could also inform maybe it's your new year or it could inform Valentine's or Mother's Day or Father's Day and bring them into these other seasons so that you're test you're testing during that phase. And I say that because my physical people, I want you guys to know this. Black Friday and Christmas is not your time to test. Yes. <laughs> it's your time to move product. It's time. You, so <laughs> if you're testing, test out during these other periods, Valentine's, Mother's Day, Father's Day, summer sales, spring sales, test them. Black Friday and uh, Christmas, you're executing on your best promotions. And that's why you have to understand business is all strategic but also you have to allow yourself to have these periods in time where you're auditing, reviewing, and, and coming up with what needs to be added on to next. Yeah, I think the audit is the such an important piece to really give yourself. And I always also say to my clients that I work with, like, think about how you felt the whole time. Like, this is about, like, did this stress me the F out? Like, are you like, this sucks, you know? Like, I just don't want my people doing things that they don't like, yes. you know? And like, not, it's not, and you said in the beginning, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's all about your marketing plan. Maybe next year it doesn't have to be in your plan, but you can take this data and put it towards Mother's Day yes. because that makes sense for your product and exactly. you can run it in your own time frame. I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for entrepreneurs to get over is the fact that they are like, I got to do it because everybody else is doing it. And it's like, no, it's an individual, like your own pace, your own journey. Mm -hmm. Every business is unique. Every brand is unique. No, you cannot copy and paste another person's strategy because you don't know what they're trying to fix on the back end. So, oh my gosh, or what support they have as exactly. well. Exactly. I mean, that's the other piece when we like go after, well, I'll just do this. And then you are underwater. Yes. Yes. Or you I've run some um, uh, Black Friday promotions. They are, you know, the best advice you could give yourself is time. Yes. Absolutely. I agree with what you said. Start early. Start early. <laughs> I mean, that's why we're having this conversation <laughs> early to get you motivated and to do this. But they are, they can be really lucrative and, mm -hmm. you know, and even for digital products, you can get into things or, you know, like I have joined memberships when mm -hmm. they're on discounted. Mm -hmm. I have joined, you know, annual memberships. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so just think about also as a business owner, what you can, you know, what category you fall in. You obviously yes. already know this, but then it's like, okay, that's, you know, what, what are people shopping for? Mm -hmm. You know, like as business owners now too. It's a great time to go out and get software or an annual membership to something. I mean, think about yes. what you need because that's also the marketing if you have a product to sell. But also as business owners, let's start to take advantage of what's coming on Black Friday. You mm -hmm. know, you get a heads up if somebody's doing a Black Friday promotion. Mm -hmm. no, absolutely. Because at that point in time, you, you get a lot of buyers who are very smart. You're getting yes. smart shoppers because everybody has been waiting. They And I'm going to tell you loyal too, even though we talk about the discount thing or maybe people who are going for the discount aren't as loyal, but like, so I bought into at a Black Friday, maybe six years ago, like a stock photo mm -hmm. membership. I still have that thing, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not using it all the time, but I do use it. I like it. I reference it. And I'm like, okay, I'm mm -hmm. at this price and I'm grandfathered in mm -hmm. and it's great. And I've stayed, they probably made more money off of me 
because they did that promotion Mm -hmm. and I've just stayed. And you bring up a very good point that most people don't understand when they're doing marketing is you, when you did that, you had already prepared for that. You knew you wanted it. You had already prepared for that. However, the people who jump onto Black Friday and it's the next thing, it's the next fancy thing. So those are the ones who don't exhibit loyalty because it's just a good deal that seemed nice to nice to them. So you have to understand. Right. If you're in our space as a service or a digital product, are you creating this for somebody who's been in my ecosystem for a very long time, but they don't seem to buy? That person already had intent to purchase. They just, the sale gave them an incentive to do so. While you also have other people who just want to test. Those who are testing are the ones who don't exhibit brand loyalty and every brand experiences, whether you're small or a big brand. Because many times, 80%, this is data that Nielsen shared, was 80% of a brand constitutes of people who are on trial. What do I mean? Buy you once, will never repeat. So you have to remember that still Mm, plays out. It still plays out in your business. Yeah, and that goes to thinking and having a plan because who are the buyers you're getting at this point based on what you're doing as well? Mm -hmm. So, you know, to recap, again, really, it is... It's your brand. Know your marketing and have a plan and have it thought out. It's unique to you and track your metrics. And you can start at any point with that. You don't have to be a brand strategist to do that. You become a brand strategist by doing that. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, Maureen? And I would say have fun with it. Even if things don't don't go well. It's silly of me to forget (laughs) the best part. (laughs) You know? don't go as as planned right now, you have another 12 months for next year. How can you have fun during that process? Because you said something that was powerful. If you don't feel into what you're doing, you're not going to get the results that you want. The strategy is there. Strategy is strategy no matter what. But a lot of the times, our feelings, our emotions impact the actions we take, which impacts the results. So feel into your, feel yourself, be intuitive and operate in something that's in true alignment with you. Best advice, be aligned with what you're doing and your actions. Maureen, I have loved having you here today. And let us know, like, where can we find you? What's the best place? If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to my website at www.startwardconsulting.com, which is S-T-A-R-T-W-A-R-D, consulting.com. If you want to come and hang out with me on social, find me on Instagram at Maureen Mwangi Official. And we're going to have links to where to find Maureen, in the show notes. So you can definitely just pop over and click on over and follow her. I just want to thank you so much. And, um, you know, you're going to get people a good head start with all the information. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.